The book of Isaiah chapter number 26, verses 3 through 4. King James text. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We thank you, Lord, for the saints of redeemed assembly who you have taken through, some through trials and tribulation, but not one have not been rewarded. We're still expecting more, but we thank you for what you've already done. We thank you the distance that you've already bought us. And we know that you will perfect that which concerns us. Now continually bless, strengthen us, and cause us to go forth and be blessed in your name. We give your name praise, honor, and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I want to address you from a subject this morning. Don't fire the housekeeper. Don't fire the housekeeper. I just put uh, a little subject there because after preaching as many years I've preached to the same people, I can't bring you anything new. It's the same thing. So I put another subject on it. Hey, man, somebody just put a little spin on it, but... It's the same word. I don't have nothing but the word of the law. And I'm not complaining because Noah preached 120 years and only eight souls were saved. So I'm not complaining. I thank God for the privilege that he has given me to be able to promulgate the word of God. Uh, he said here in the text that God... Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because thou trustest in thee. God is great and he has sustained us. Our hearts have been established before God and we are thanking God for blessings that we have not yet seen. But we know that he is faithful who has promised us but I like the way he took care of his children. He do not abandon us or leave us to ourselves. Thank God. Because no telling what we would do if we were left to ourselves. But because he loves us, he has made a way for us. And he says, I will move in with you. Amen. He has moved in. You tell your neighbor, he has moved in with you. And what I like about it, see, most gods likes to be served, and our God likes to be served too. But I was just thinking about the goodness of God and how wonderful he is and how, how, how much God serves us. You ever thought about how much God serves us? Most of the other gods, you got to go out there and bring them meat and bring your kids and 
always stuffing them and everything else, and they can't talk, they can't do nothing. But our God wakes us up in the morning, make sure we got something to eat, make sure our bodies are well. He bring a guard against how much you're going to suffer in your life. He weighs it. He always carrying the biggest part of the load. We shrinking under, but remember, he always got the heavy end. How many of y'all know God always got the heavy end? And it, it, it really amazed me at a God that's over 13.8 billion years old would come in and serve us. Have y'all ever thought about how God served you? Who woke you up this morning? Who started you on your way this morning? Who made sure your job stayed available for you? Who was it that started your system of working with you having billions of cells in your body make every cell in your body function properly. Who do that? Who control every heartbeat in your body? Who? So he actually serves us and now he have moved in with us. Now, let's look at the book of Corinthians, chapter number 6, verse 19 and 20. 1 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Don't fire the housekeeper. Everything need maintenance. Everything need maintenance. The finest automobiles in the world need maintenance. It might not need it as off as a Ford or a Volkswagen, but it still need maintenance. But the sad thing is that often we take better care of our cars and our homes than we do of the temple that God dwell in. I'm not talking about this building. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. For an instant, if the valves in your car start knocking, clattering, what do you do? You say, I need oil or I need a oil change. Amen. Or if the car starts swinging to one side, you know, you don't keep driving that car like that, do you? I hope you don't. <laughs> you say, let me check my tires out. 
I might need an alignment. It could have been because you ran into a pothole. The pothole could have been your job. It could have been the traffic. Some of y'all had a pothole coming here this morning. Sometimes the pothole is the usher at the door. I'm talking about something that kind of knocked you out of line. How many of y'all never came to church? You was all ready and something happened just before the service started and throwed you out of line. Oh, you came all right, but you was kind of staring <laughs> to the right or to the left. It was a pothole. Uh, I want you to just kind of look up. Don't look to the right. All to the left. Just kind of look up a little bit and say, pothole. Sometimes you come into church and you got to set beside your pothole. Anybody ever came to church and had to set beside the pothole? In other words, the one that kind of throws you off track and out of line, you got to end up setting beside the pothole. Oh, my God. But when the car comes out of line, you do something about it. Amen. You call the maintenance man. Sometimes in the home, if you turn the thermostat and you want to get the house warm, if you turn that thermostat and the house stay cold, you don't want to sit there and say it's going to be all right. You call the maintenance man. You pull a blanket up over yourself. You get a cup of coffee. You put off those silk pajamas and put on some wool pajamas. But you do something. If it's the air condition, you get a glass of ice water. You might throw the cover off of you. Or you might just get naked. Or y'all act like it's strange. But you do something about it when the air ain't working. Am I right? Am I? You do something about it when the air is not working. You do something because something is wrong but when it comes around to our spiritual life we can go service after service and not feel his presence we can go days 
without the word of God. Can't go that long without air. We can hold grudges for months and for years. Y'all see the point I'm trying to bring out? We pay real close attention to cars and houses. But sometimes when it come around to our lives, we let it go days, weeks, and years without anything, doing anything about it. We can go a long time without prayer. And when I look about this and I see all of this going on, it makes me think you must have fired the housekeeper. You must have fired the housekeeper. Why? The house is messed up. So you must have fired them. God is attentive to his people. He is the one that keeps our house. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. What a mighty God we serve that will keep your house. I, I don't know about you, but when I'm out of sort, my housekeeper let me know that something is out of order. I can't go week in and week out without feeling his presence. I can't just go days without reading the word of God. I don't not saying that I'm the prayingest man in the world, but I can't be going no long time without talking to God because my housekeeper reminds me that I need him. It ain't because of me, but my housekeeper Remind me that we need him. Amen. And he, because of that, he says here that I will take care of you. In Isaiah 65, this is what it says. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And when they are yet speaking, I will hear them. In the book of Jeremiah 33 and 3, he says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Amen. Uh, when it get quiet, amen, and you seem like you're by yourself, he said, I will be a God that will never leave you. I'm always there keeping house for you. Uh, but we realize that sometimes we fire God. We are not satisfied with his performance, and we just fire God. What you mean? We turn to another God. We turn to something else. And most of the time, we fire God because of pleasure. For an example, Samson fired him. Why? Pleasure. Some people fire him Saul fired God. Y'all know King Saul? He fired God. When he fired God, King Saul went to the witch. Asa, king of Israel, fired God. As I told you, Samuel, I mean Samson fired God, but he hired him back. Hair started going out on his head. 
he hired him back. David fired God. Fired him for what? Pleasure with Bathsheba. But he hired him back. Amen. He cried out and said, Lord, create in me a clean heart and direct the right spirit unto me. He stopped going to church. He stopped praying. He stopped seeking God. And when you get to that place, you fired God. Because when as long as he's on the inside, he's always trying to bring you in line with him. David cried out to God and said, Lord, I want you to, I want you to, I want to, I want to hire you, but I want you to come in because my house is all messed up. Y'all know how it is when your house shown sure up, get messed up. Uh, you know, uh, when the house ain't really dirty, you can do some surface cleaning. That's what religion is, is surface cleaning. But when you need a deep clean, somebody shout deep clean. When you need deep clean, you call in a God that is deep cleaner. Uh, he don't come in there with a spick and span and with Lysol and Clorox bleach. He don't come in there with mop and glow. He come in there with his precious blood. He come in to wash and to make whole again. He come in to scrub down and get down to those parts in your body. Amen. Where sin have come into the crevices of our lives. And sometimes the reason why sin tick us sometimes is because sometimes sin will get in your life and hide in the crevices. When your surface clean, you try to clean what people can see. But when your surface clean, there are odors. I am talking to somebody. Don't even know about cleaning houses, y'all. Y'all. Y'all, do y'all know anything about cleaning houses? Yes. Better go somewhere else with this sermon because y'all act like y'all don't know about cleaning houses. Y'all got, y'all got people clean y'all houses. Maybe I need to go home with some of y'all. I would ask how many of y'all made your bed up this morning. I see two hang, <laughs> three. Sometimes we just jump out and go, we got to go to church. Can I get a witness? Is anybody here willing to say, I just jumped out there and just came on church? <laughs> it ain't made. Don't say, don't go home with me because that bed ain't made. <laughs> but when he comes in, he come in to clean. How many of y'all have had God to do a deep cleaning on you? When he get down into the very crevices of your life. When he, when he gets the dirt where you can't see. When nobody else is able to see. But he get down in there. And he get down there with his precious blood. He did, Like I say, he don't bring all of these ingredients with him. Amen. He just simply bring his blood. If there's healing that you need, it's in the blood. 
if it's deliverance that you need it's in the blood if it's forgiveness that you need it's in the blood amen if it's newness that you need it's in the blood if it's prosperity that you need it's in the blood in the old days they used to sing songs and they a man would come along I don't care what happened to a child he could be in jail they would say the blood of Jesus amen they could be in trouble they would say the blood of Jesus they could have just gotten in trouble they would just say the blood of Jesus because everything is in the blood I think that the church amen have put God out he said behold I stand at the door we are surface cleaning we look religious we look alright but in the deep crevices of our heart we need a thorough cleaning we need to hide the housekeeper back but he said if you call me I will answer prayer if you call me I will deliver I will come in amen and I will deliver you what a mighty God we serve we can call on him and he will answer prayer Amen. We can call on him and he will bring us out. It's in the blood. Somebody shout, it's in the blood. Somebody shout, it's in the blood. I'm almost done. Mm. Oh, can I get somebody else to shout, it's in the blood. Oh, can I get somebody else to say it's in the blood? blood. I want you to feel this thing. Say it again. It's in the blood. blood. Because see, we don't call for the blood the way we used to call for it. We called a psychiatrist. But when we we couldn't afford to call a psychiatrist, we would call on Jesus. And we would say, Lord, let your blood cover. Is there anybody here that still call for the blood? Anybody that said, Lord, seal, let your blood cover. Amen. And uh, when you you got Jesus as your housekeeper, he does it all. You see, sometimes I will call my little grandkids. And if you don't be looking at them, they won't answer. I'll be looking at them. And I've been hearing their Grammy calling them. I've been hearing Mama call them. And they've been laying up there. Like, I'm counting to see how many times they're going to call before I answer. But how many of y'all know Jesus ain't that way? Before you call, he answers. And he says, here I am. And not only that, but you sometimes be in the house, and y'all ever been in the house, phone rang, and you play a waiting game. As much as the phone rang in my house, I must confess, I get in the waiting game sometimes. I'm wondering who gonna pick the phone up and answer it. And it rang, and it rang, and it rang. And I said, ain't nobody going to answer this phone. Hello? (laughs) Or either the doorbell rang. And 
dogs bark, they go woo 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 woo. But everybody else sitting down, look at the door to see who's going to answer the door. But let me tell you, when Jesus is your housekeeper, he answers the doorbell. How many of y'all know he answers the doorbell? Don't fire him because he answered the door. What do he answer? When sickness knock, he answered the door saying, sickness, I am a healer. Oh my God. Uh, when poverty knock, he answered the door and he says, amen, I am your all in all. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When failure knock, anybody ever had failure to knock at your door? He answered the door and said, your faith has stopped your failure from being final. Because most of the time, people can get up from success. But a lot of times, people can't get up from failure. But I wonder, can you get up from failure? Can somebody say, yeah, yeah. Is there anybody in the house who have gotten up from failure? Anybody, any. If you have this stand to your feet, let me see who you are. And then tell your neighbor, I got up from failure. And not only that, I'm gonna get up from this thing. I'm gonna, anybody know I'm gonna get up from this. All right, you can sit back down. Hallelujah, glory to God. But he, amen, when failure knocks, he answered. When loneliness knocks, anybody had loneliness to knock at your door? He said, I'll be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. He answered the door. Amen. When there are questions, he answers every question. He solves every problem. Amen. He bottles every tear. He answers every prayer. What a mighty God we serve. I want to implore the church this morning. If you have fired him, because I think on the other day, Congress fired Jesus. Amen. But what we need to do, if we have fired God, it's time to hire him back. It's time for us to call on God. He will answer prayer. He will have mercy. Is there anybody, any, any, anybody ready to hire him back? Jump to your feet right now give God a job he want to work for you he want to deliver you he want to bring you out we are living in a time now the world fired him some of you have gotten to the end of your rope and you have given up on God. Giving up on God is the same as firing God. The devil trying to get Job to fire him. Y'all remember that story? But what did Job say? Though he slay me, I will not fire him. 
Ah, y'all didn't see that in there, did you? But in the King James Version, James Harris Version, though he slay me, yet will I not fire him. All the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait till my change comes. If you're in difficulty, don't, don't fire God. If you got problems in your life, don't fire God. If you've hit a bump in the road, just get lined up again. Amen. If there's somebody you got something against, just get lined up again. Let's get ready to serve the Lord. Right now, amen. The United States is firing God. Some homes have already fired God. They don't want no parts of God. They've already fired him. But I heard, I think it was Joshua that stood up and says, as for me and my house, we'll never fire God. He is my God. Is there anybody here that I won't fire him? Anybody said, I won't fire him. See, I got trouble in the home, but I won't fire him. I'm going to dwell, amen, under the shadows of the almighty God. He will direct your path. Don't make yourself satisfied living without the joy of the Lord. Why? The joy of the Lord is your strength. So why get used to not having the joy of the Lord? It is yours. It came with the housekeeper. Came with the housekeeper. He bring joy with him when he comes.